McDonald besprongen door en daar is Fandi met de kans. En het is 2-0. Het is onvoorstelbaar. Fandi Ahmed. Fandi Menando, goal. Lagi satu goal dari Fandi Ahmed. Fandi Ahmed meletakkan Kuala Lumpur. Mengatasi Selangor 1-0. Malik holds play up very well. Tries to find Abbasar. That's a brilliant ball. A peach of a pass. Fandi is inside. And it is! 2-0! And look at that pass to Fundy Ahmad. That was weighted to perfection. Could this be number four now? Fundy was a side roll! What a tremendous display! Charlieval! Singapore have won the Malaysia Cup! I agree, Mark. There's, there's no way back for Pahang. Absolutely no way back for Pahang. The Malaysia Cup has finally been won for the first time in 14 years. What's the 17th episode without having the man, the icon, the legend? Fandi Ahmad is here with us today. He's the best this country has had when it comes to football. The legend Fandi Ahmad is here and he talks to us about his career from Kaki Bukit to Amsterdam. We also have a chat about his coaching stints and the various off-field experiences he's had in his life. Hi and welcome to The Final Whistle. This is Deepan. This is Kabir. Today's episode is powered by Active Fit. ActiveFit is an online sports and fitness store providing apparels, equipment as well as recovery tools which is a forgotten but essential element for fitness enthusiasts. That's right, you can now enjoy a discount of 10% when you shop with ActiveFit if you use our unique promo code hashtag TFinalWhistle. Visit ActiveFit.com that's A-K-T-I-V-E-F-I-T.com now. Kabir, since starting this podcast, we've always been blessed with some local greats. We've had Alexander Duric, we've had Nolam Shah, we had Bahaki Kaizan most mm. recently. And uh, today we've got undoubtedly the greatest footballer to come out of yes. this country, a legend in every sense of the word. Uh, and I understand, Kabir, that you have some memories of our guest today. Yeah, bro. Um, firstly, as, as a kid, I my mom introduced me to all the greats. Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Schumacher, mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. So yep. these, watching these people made me have interest in all whatever that I'm, I have interest in now, my mm-hmm, hobbies, mm-hmm, yeah. boxing, fo- um, F1, mm-hmm. music. But football will always be number one for me. And it's because of our guest here today. And my mom introduced me to, well, my mom showed me his games. So I, and one memory that I have, the biggest memory that I have, any fo- uh, the biggest football related memory that I have is um, when I was a kid, um, I used to stay at Yishun Ring Road, Block 802. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Block 802, that's mm-hmm. where his uh, massage guy was. Okay. okay. <laughs> he, was, he used to drive a purple sports car. So every mm-hmm. time I see that purple sports car in the car park, I will wait there for hours. I don't. I didn't care how many hours I had to wait. I mm-hmm. would just wait there. And then when he appears, I will shout, Fandi! He will wave at me, I will wave at him. That will make my week 
and let's just wait for ne- for the next week to see that purple sports car again. Mm, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful memory. Uh, <laughs> and, and and for me, I think uh, I came into the sports scene quite recently. I think 2015 was the first time I started doing sports reporting, and at the time there was Lions 12. Yeah. Uh, and then first, of course, it was Sundram, and then it was uh, Fundy who took over the Lions 12. And at that time, you know, it was a big thing for me because my dad always talks about Fandiyama. My mm. mom always talks about Fandiyama. Fandiyama yeah. is a name synonymous with football here in Singapore. Yeah. So for me, on the first day that I went to Lions 12 training, which was usually at Geelang Field or sometimes Jalan Besar, I was very scared, very nervous. But the thing mm. is, from the first day, he always made me feel comfortable. And I realized that he always has this relationship with uh, every journalist in Singapore, even my colleagues, David or Sazali. Mm. He's always very warm, always has a time for you. And one thing he would like to make fun of me, uh, make fun of me was, you know, hey, you gain weight. Uh. He, he, he always <laughs> says this and he really has this very like fatherly relationship with you, even though you don't have to. You know, coaches in Singapore, they are stressed with their own job, but he always finds time for you and it's something I always respected. By now, you would have known who we are talking about. <laughs> uh, this is episode 17 of The Final Whistle and we have with us today the one, the only, Fandi Ahmad. Coach Fandi, how are you doing? Oh, thank you, man. I'm so, okay, do you remember okay. Kabir? Yeah, no, I think no, I remember it. Yeah, when it was small, that's why I said, uh, yeah, my friend's place, Zul's place, uh, yeah. Zul too, yeah. I remember. I you still, did, yeah. yeah, you did your recovery there. Mas- always, massage. always. Yeah. Uh. He's a good friend. That's why I go there, you know. Nice. And very interesting uh, words that you all say today. I'm, I'm honored, man, because, you know, this is what we do. We have to take care of everybody. Mm-hmm. Not only the fans, not only ourselves, but the reporters, the friends, everyone. Because the important thing is as a footballer, you have a lot of fans. Without them, you are nobody. Because they support you most times, mm-hmm. especially at the stadium. You need them. So mm-hmm. thank you guys yeah, for inviting. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Coach. Uh, what are you up to right now? What are you doing? Uh, actually, now in this COVID period, uh, um, doing some... Uh, mentoring at home okay. and of course uh, obviously weekly we have our meeting from Zoom meeting mm-hmm. and then on Monday, Wednesday and uh, Friday uh, I help uh, the national woman uh, coached by uh, Ratna mm-hmm. I assist in on Monday, Wednesday and under 19 as well the women's on mm-hmm. Friday so three days in a, in a week so I'm quite busy but uh, most times I doing uh, sometimes mentoring doing a lot of video uh, uh, sometimes to edit or extract uh, players' uh, performance. And because uh, TD, I uh, was asked to mentor uh, mm-hmm. the youngsters, the like Zikos, Jacob, uh, all the other Farhan. I have talked to them on, on I mean, Zoom with them also, mm-hmm. uh, giving them how to play better in positioning, all that, that stuff like mm-hmm. regards to, because previously before we uh, the COVID started, we were training uh, helping uh, who is that uh, Philip Slim under 16 under 16 and mm-hmm. then I I go there most times and help them on individual as well as a group training for attackers and midfielders nice. so, but now we can't go to the field since uh, since it started recently that we work in small group we cannot cover the whole pitch or even half pitch so I just help uh, right now with the women's team there. nice mm. And uh, before we get started with the podcast, uh, the first question we always like to ask our guests is, you know, how did you get started in football? How did the interest in football form for you? Okay, definitely it runs in the family, you know, because my grandfather was a, a football player. My father uh, used to play, uh, represent Singapore mm-hmm. in the 60s, even 70s. He was playing with the Singapore Malays as well. And 
he actually was a winger. He's very fast. He was a sprinter as well. Mm -hmm. uh, many times he actually uh, sprinted with all the Singapore best runners, mm -hmm. even with uh, our Mr. Kesavan, Kesavan Soon also, the mm -hmm. former manager from, I think, Sembawa. Yeah? Okay. So, and he got injured. And then they say, hey, don't waste time, you play goalkeeper. I was surprised that he played as a goalkeeper because <laughs> he's he's not taller than me as well. Mm -hmm. so, but those days, because their training is different, so he he can really jump for a short guy. So from there onwards, I started love football because I always followed him, used to carry boots in a, you know, his in a plastic bag to Jalan Besar, to Woodbridge uh, and Ferra Park, you know, the famous place yes. uh, every weekend, Saturday, Sunday, packed. So I always followed and um, I played. And then he also liked to motivate the kids around my quarters and the kampong area. We stay at uh, Yuchukang, Woodbridge Hospital there. Mm -hmm. I don't stay in Woodbridge, it's like the quarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the quarters. So <laughs> he always encouraged. And every weekend when he's free, he will say, Fandi, call them. We go and run, you know, like cross country. Then after that, come back, play some football. He encouraged. And the boys all down there, we all inspired by, you know, his will to train very hard, you mm -hmm. know. But when do you realize that you are quite good at this? Okay. Uh, actually, he didn't force me to play. When I was 9 or 11, something like that. And because I've been playing a lot, I play with older boys most times, three, four years senior than me and and I told I told my father I want to be a footballer the word I said is I want to be a footballer I didn't say I want to be a professional footballer I said I want to be a footballer so a lot of people I say hey, you listen to what I say I say I want to be a footballer not professional in our time there's no professional football mm. I just enjoy why I love football because I make friends in school every time I go early in Yujukang just about five minutes walk to my school we don't have money. We everybody chip in five, ten cent. We buy plastic ball and always fight with the basketballers, you know, because <laughs> they play basketball. We play bas football. In so I say, you go play that. It's all problem. Uh, so they, they say you go play on the field. No la, plastic ball must be played on this one. That's how we learn a lot of skill there, you know, because mm. so packed there, so many players. We just went and play and hit one post, boom, goal or something. Mm. But after that, go class teacher, eh, hey, you. Wait, 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 go out. <laughs> Half an hour something outside, Sandy, because you were sweaty, <laughs> sweaty and all. Yeah. So that's how uh, you got started. La. But, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't stop me, but he said, if you want to be a footballer, you must be serious. Firstly, you must have desire, you must have the skill, you must have the will, and then you must have good discipline, working etiquette, you know. Mm -hmm. Attitude is must, is the most important, yeah. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up, the or rather growing through the ranks, the different ranks in football, were you ever rejected at any stage? Were you ever told that you were not good enough? And uh, could you maybe offer advice to okay. other kids? Okay, when I was still in, in Yujukang Primary School, okay, in that zone, eh, my team, my school team, always uh, wins the, the title. And then you go to the national. So, uh, in the, I can't remember the exact date this is 70s where Milo started. I can't remember 75 or 74, 75, 76. I can't remember. Okay. Because I remember Lion City started in 77, 78. So after that tournament, we became champion. We go to national and all. So the schools was us, you know, to send players, the best players. So we sent nine players. Yuchukang sent nine players for the selection at uh, all over Singapore, the school they sent. 
at Farrer Park. Mm-hmm. So nine of them, and I'm the captain always. I play midfield most times because, you know. And then we went there after after the session. Uh, they named all the call. And then the last two names, my, myself and another friend, who also another good player, we were <laughs> dropped from the team. <laughs> so we were disappointed. Uh, we cried, you know, because... Even our teammates, our teachers surprised. You all two of the, one of the best, uh, you know, two of the best in our team. How I say this is football, uh, We I don't not disappointed, not just sad, <laughs> just sad. And maybe the coach wants different type of player. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think he shouldn't have chosen that way. I think if you see some talent, you should because maybe I was scrawny. <laughs> That's yeah. why I was, when I, you know, I was a bit small and scrawny. Maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I don't judge, but I was surprised that everybody was surprised. But it doesn't deter me uh, from not playing anymore. I never mm-hmm. give up. Important thing, I always fight, you know, because it's important that we, we know that we have something, but they didn't see it, but mm-hmm. we can prove it. So after that, when my family uh, separated, my parents separated. I moved to Kaki Bukit. Okay. That's where I really started. Uh, I, I still go to school at Ichukang until my last year of PSLE. Yeah. After that, I passed. I went to Serangoon Garden. But I already moved further away. You know, very far, Kaki Bukit. Last time, traffic is, you know, different. And, mm. and I have to take two buses to school. So, uh, I was 13. My friend at Kampung Boys called me. Fandi, come. We play. Because I always play Takro. And Sifatakro and all the sports and football. They say Kaki Bukit now, they're selecting under 16 players. I was 13, 13 plus. We play in the community center tournament. You know, all the teams, a lot of Kampung team was 16, 20 teams. So we became champion. <laughs> because my I'm the youngest. I play with 16 years old, I 13 years old. Mm-hmm. But then and for the to that FAS, um, Started the Coca-Cola Cup. I can't remember the, the year. So, uh, under 16 and under 18. I played for both. Both wow. uh, age group. And I was always the smallest. So, and then, 1976, they registered me to play in the NFL uh, in the last game of the season. Because I think we already qualified to go to the uh, top division. Mm-hmm. Division 1 play against the top team, Geelang. Mm-hmm. All national players, okay. Dola, Kim Son, mm-hmm. Osama, all this. How old were you at this point? I was 14, I played. And wow. the 15, the, when I was 15, that 14 I played one game, but last 15, 20 minutes, I was very young. Mm-hmm. I was a bit nervous. I remember, I think the game was at Jurong Stadium, I think, yeah. And then, when we uh, promoted to position, I started to play regularly. First 11, eh? so... So that is very important for me, you know, to to show cars. And then I selected already. By, by then, I already selected by Milo again. Mm-hmm. And then we had a group of players selected for the Lion City two years. We trained under uh, tutorial of uh, Trevor. Trevor Hartley was our technical director and also a coach. Mm-hmm. With Polyong and Maarif as our coaches. And, every, and then we had our group of Nestle the best 40 kids in Singapore, youngsters, under 16, we used to train at Jalan Besar. That's, that's our ground, man. Mm. We love, because, and we will come every Sunday morning, we sit down the national players training. So we just quietly sit down. Wow. wow. <laughs> Who are some of these players that you're watching? No, Dola, Kim Song, Sama, all, all the, mm. the, Eric Payne, all these players. But in 1973, if you remember Singapore, 
I'm not sure whether it was Singapore first SIAP games. Last time they, con- yeah. they didn't call C games. Mm. It's S-E-A-P. Games. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Southeast Asia Peninsula games. Mm. So, you know, in, when we were kids, one thing good in our time is because like Sports Council and all, uh, they sell tickets. They go to the school, they sell to the schools who wants mm. to watch, you know, to support because it's a holiday. So, and for kids, I think one dollar but we have a like booklet where you can go so different days mm. you know so it's quite cheap we bought like you know one dollar per ticket and then so one of the games Singapore played I can't remember but I think Vietnam or what. so we're sitting right behind the goal and our leg hanging there Fred Stadium and then got some all these brothers Abang all so you were talking talking hey, how these players uh, become national players eh? <laughs> so, then don't know we also don't again then the fellow hurt uh, Hey, you all want to play football? Yeah, we, we love football. First thing, you must join a club. You know, you play for school, right? Uh, mm. Then if you are selected, you, you got club to see whether you are good. They will take you, sign you to play for the team. And then from there, you play age group and then you go. And then senior team and then national team. So, oh, okay, okay. Wow, you're happy. Then <laughs> when I was in Kaki Bukit after that, because 76, I was... Uh, Already there in Kaki Bukit. That's where I started. And when I started to play, mm-hmm. then a lot of people noticed me. I was young. And then uh, Lion City, two years, we won the cup. I was the uh, assistant uh, captain of first year, vice captain. And then second year, I was a captain. Most times in my youth, I play as a midfielder. Most mm, times. Most yeah. times. Uh, you know, uh, Philip Yeo was a captain. Razali, very famous player, very good. My partner, He after that, he went to Malaysia, you know take citizenship he stayed and played for them mm-hmm. Hamza Arun's brother was our goalkeeper uh, even Hamza Arun also played with me you know Shakir's uh, Shakir's uh, father okay, yeah? well. so he played with me up second year mm-hmm. and many actually Kaki Bukit team from my team alone from the under 16 many of them make it to the national team we we I think that those days we developed Kaki Bukit developed many players. Nice. Yeah, many players. In the Lion City alone, we got six or seven players mm. in the first team. Yeah. But by this time, you were a young boy. Um, mm. I assume you were still going to school, you know. Yes. How did you manage it? Okay. Those those times, uh, there is uh, AM and PM school, right? Okay. So, if you're lucky, you go to morning school, then afternoon you play. But mm. afternoon, you're not very lucky. <laughs> so you train in in, in uh, weekends. Okay. Because when you go back to school, already five, six o'clock, dark, ready. Mm. Yeah? So, I mean, uh, I started going because then in Kaki Bukit, how I managed to train, I always train extra. Every Saturday, Sunday, I train on my own. I do a lot of things on my own because my father taught me, you know. Uh, and then I train, I play a lot of games because naturally all the the athletes or, or the kids that those years in the 70s, 80s, they are very, uh, what do you call that? Uh, well-coordinated. well Because they do a lot of different games. Mm-hmm. We not only play, I play basketball, I mm-hmm. play football, I play volleyball for school, all. Athletic is what we love. And then I, I train very hard. And I was, we, so-called, we don't have a, a fitness coach. We don't have a, a what I call it, fitness regime every day you have to, it's always about different games we play. So, mm. flexibility and we are very mobile and and I think it's different from the days now. Mm. Now, all the kids are good but only the fingers working. 
I'm not saying breathe, it's a breathe. fact. <laughs> it's a fact. Yeah. yeah? Come, even my sons, I'm like, hey, I go and play football all this, or play basketball or what. But last night we play basketball, eh? we we enjoy other games as well. Yeah. But but do you feel like you know when you were growing up as a child, uh, did you already know that you were talented and that's why you worked harder to become even more successful, or were you? Did you know that maybe you are not quite there yet, and then you want to work harder on it? Uh I knew I have something. You knew. I knew okay. because. Most times when I play against big boys, we always had a fight because they always bully us. I cannot wag. Sometimes we cry. And mm. then my mother say, why are you going to play all these big boys? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But we talk about the studies just now. I, I from PSLE uh, straight, after that, I went to Shangri Garden for two years. After that, after I already mentioned to my father, I said, you know, I failed the sec too, but I didn't stay back because I told my father, I love, I can study, you know, my primary school results all very good until sec one, sec two, not so good because I start playing football mm. a lot. And then I said, my father, I'm good at technical. You know, I'm not so good in all these other things. But what I want to do is I want to go to SVI because I love SVI. I want to want to do mechanical engineering. I want to do the motor vehicle, you know, the mm. motor You vehicle. had interest in that? I have interest in okay. that because uh, when I was young, we don't have money to buy bicycle. I go and down the all the places, you know, to look for uh, body parts or well, body or bicycle. Mm-hmm. I assemble, I compose, I keep the money, compose, say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I save money and then sometimes I ask my father, my friend, my, my cousin, hey, come on, chip in some money. I want to buy this bicycle part here, part there. So I have three bicycles. Oh. After that, before, then my father bought, finally, last time they are not rich, they... Mm. Finally, after many years, then I managed to get uh, one uh, chopper. So, but these three bicycles, I assembled. So, last time, our time is all the wheelie, you know. Mm. Wheelie, one wheelie, we go. We got group gang from here. And then, <laughs> everybody knows where to go. All throughout Singapore, we know where mm. to go. Challenge everybody. We go to Marine Parade. You know why? The long route, right? So, we play, we play wheelie on the uh, one one wheeler mm. on the lampposts. How many lampposts? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I enjoy. So, on your... But, on I, your self-assembled I, bicycle? Huh? On your self-assembled bicycle or the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bicycle. Yeah. I have one, sometimes I'll modify one small tire at the back, front big tire, so I become like <laughs> chopper. So I got one normal one, then I got chopper and then I got basic one. So I got two, which one? But from there sometimes, not every time, sometimes I, I know I stay at the highest peak of the Jalan Yunus, Kaki Bukit, the top hill. The rest of my friends, some are staying late. Uh, lower down so I got to go down Jalan all the, I can't remember all the names Jalan you know there so we all, all go same school so I say come down then five, five six of us will cycle to school can you imagine from Kaki Bukit go to <laughs> Belestia there <laughs> very far man, I tell you but we made it so we wake up early in the morning we go so mm-hmm. enjoy mm-hmm. you know but not everyday lah, sometimes you know because every day penchan <laughs> tired wait. So, so do you feel like you're an example to people who try to balance between uh, studies and football. Because you were so talented yeah. at football, but you still managed to be not so bad at your studies. Yeah. Uh, when I went to SVI, I was very good because I like technical mm-hmm. work. I like hand, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very hands-on. You know, I love all this to work. And then, it, because where, when I had my exam, I was playing in the Lion City Cup. Mm-hmm. So, I think once or twice, I can't remember. But I remember the the the... The teacher said, never mind, Randy, you go camp, but you must study, yeah, because this is your final year. You must get your uh last time is 
BITB Trade 3 cert, you know? Okay. Certificate. So, then I study and I pass. And then after the Lion City, uh, uh, myself and Razali, Razali was uh, with Geylang Serai Vocational. Last time Pasir Panjang, I was Singapore VI. And then uh, we were selected to go with the national team to uh, Moscow. Mm. So under Sebastian, yeah, he was a this coach. This was when you were 16. When I was 16, I was still in school. Mm-hmm. So before that also, Singapore Malay selected me. I went to Indonesia three, two weeks or three weeks of tour, training tour, and you know, with uh, the late Majid. That's why I know all the players, the older players. And and I always very lucky because I got surrounded by good experienced mm. players. And I know my ability because I know if I go into this, I want to be serious. I always promise myself once I get a chance to get into the First 11, I will not relinquish that position. Mm. That is a will. You see, important, the will. Mm. So I put myself at that uh, height that I want to be the best. I don't care about others. You want to be the best. But I want to do it for myself because I want to improve. When I improve, I can help my team. So Mm. because I remember football is about team. And I always play for my team. Even if I injured, you know, I always... Mm-hmm. I play, yeah. So, as you as you came through the ranks and you and you grew up older and older and you progressed in your career, was there any ever like challenges that you faced in life that you know threatened to end your your career? Any like like bad injuries or bad uh, moments? See, seriously, uh, I don't have many, but the injuries is a a, a worry for all athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you, it's uh, sometimes scary. But this is when you're already at your peak, when you're at good, you know, uh, position to to enhance a better life for you, you know, uh, professionally especially, when you turn professional and then suddenly you get injured. I've had so many injuries, but I'm not worried because I'm quite strong. Actually, I'm very strong mentally because even the doctors say, hey, you crazy fellas, every time go for jet play, play jet. <laughs> the dog, I play for my team, I we want to win. Mm-hmm. Even a 50% of my ability or even fitness you know, they, even my teammates say finally you have to play I say I'll play I tell yeah. my coach once I feel the pain I go out but today now I have so many injuries and I might have to go for another operation soon mm-hmm. I know but I I believe in in giving my best you know why I don't want to uh, the gift from God uh, Allah give mm. us this uh, ability extra and then if I don't fulfill the fullness of my talent. Mm. I think I I embarrass. You know, mm-hmm. I'll be embarrassed. orang pemberian kasih God give us this, but I don't want to force and do everything here for others. Okay. So I'm doing this not only for me, for my teammates, for my family. You know, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So I hope. I don't know. I don't know about all this, but people always say, "Fandi, thank you very much." You know, you motivate us. You give us the inspiration. Until today, many years ago, and I'm still playing until now, all the Achi, the Machi, the Nyonya, even they work in the leaves, they see me, Hey, funny! Otaki wa! Boleh! I pension already. So they like to joke. They see me. Sometimes, I, you know, recently, I go to hospital with the mask cover and people can recognize I was shocked. <laughs> How are you recognize? So, I mean, I'm happy. I don't want to be famous. Important thing you must know, I want a life in football, not a lifestyle in football. 
Mm. It's a different with what they are doing now, yeah. what they're willing to go through, but they have aim. I don't have. I just love the sport. That's why I say I want to be a footballer, not a professional footballer. I never say. Mm. But when the, it happens and when you get paid to become a footballer to play, you got to work triple hard. You got to mm. thousand percent hard because that's your life now. Mm-hmm. in football not a lifestyle in football so uh, very important for me that's why uh, it's good and I came here because this is for me I can really let it go let it flow <laughs> mm-hmm. seriously I'm very happy you mm-hmm. know the way I see it is a fact and people know me I always train on my own I always there first training I tell you myself Malik and some groups of youngsters when we were young Jalan Besar you know the swimming pool mm-hmm. that was at the corner there that, there is a the building, yeah, I think you know. Yeah. We used to climb, eh, 10 o'clock at night, come, sleep. Because tomorrow, the next morning, 7 o'clock. Because the by jaga all down there, sleep, we don't want to disturb. But we told them already every time, mm. we will come, you don't worry. We open a window, we climb. Because 7 o'clock morning, you come late, because say, hey, don't waste time, you go back. But we have to sing Majula Singapura now, don't have. Mm. What time was your training at that time? 7. 7, seven start the Majula, after that start training. Oh, so, so if, if you were late, kaki bukit, kan late ni, kena punish and then hey, you don't need to. You got to be uh. disciplined. So call uh. the senior player, all the other national players, mm. all the early got kamoto but we mm. don't have schooling still. Eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So so that national anthem thing that every every training? Oh yes, yes. Every of training. course, like for me, when I was young, I was wondering, there are two things. I've already said, and then uh, I'm doing a book now. So finishing, actually going to finish, supposed to launch, but never mind. <laughs> two, two things when I was young, I wanted to. What you can guess, you tell me. First thing, I want to be a, a national, national footballer. footballer. Yeah. So the two things that I wanted so badly is, I wanted to go in a plane. <laughs> because I live at Jalan Yunus Kaki Bukit behind his pilot but every day plane I say how these people got money or what huh? and I was thinking how one day I hope I can get a chance to be in the plane you know the young mm. dream huh? young boy dreaming hopefully oh, I can get in the plane don't know how is it like you don't know you feel so I think my first flight I think uh, 1977 or 78 78 mm-hmm. correct both at the same time, the Singapore Malay and the national team went. That was my first time. First two times. And it was yeah. achieved through football. Yeah. And then the second one is because of the SEA Games, we always watch live on TV sometimes. I always wanted to be proud of representing my Singapore national team for Singapore sports mm-hmm. because of the red jacket and the beige pants marching around. You remember? Mm. So I got a chance when I was 17 to my first SEA game in Jakarta and 100,000 people you watch you walking you know uh, marching I'm so proud seriously yeah. <laughs> it's moments that you can close your eyes and still look yeah, at yeah I can remember and then the first match we play we cannot wait from the Indonesian <laughs> uh, you know last time the Indonesian very good you know the, yeah. and was it always an uh, under 23 competition? I don't think so in the past. No, no, that time was no, no. last senior, time was uh, uh, national team. Mm. Only until 2001 they started, mm. I think. Ah, was, okay. uh, yeah, I think so. mm. then they started to be uh, like a youth under 23. Mm. But most of our time, all national team. That's why 
Last time we are good. We always in the final. We are three mm. final. I played three finals. All three lost. But <laughs> it's not that we're not good. But those days is different. I tell you, referee mm. all very yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can very difficult. Eh? <laughs> uh, three, two final, eh? uh, two final with Thailand and one in Malaysia. But yeah, mm. I got my. Mm. I have three mm-hmm. silvers, three bronze. If I can change one goal, I happy. But <laughs> that's life. God never give you anything. You have to. Strive for it, but mm-hmm. sometimes it was meant to be. I mean, I did my best. We did my best. The team, you know, in the seventies, eighties, we still good. You know, mm-hmm. not say now it's not good, mm-hmm. but last time was different. Yeah, different. The environment and and very different. But I'm very happy. You know, I'm blessed. I thank people who always pray for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just before we talk about uh, the successes that you had, I just want to ask one question. Were you ever criticized as a player by your coaches, by your fellow players? Uh, and could you share with us some of the criticisms they had on you and how do you work on it? Okay, I mean, criticism from fans, from reporters in the 70s, 80s is common. Now you rally. Mm-hmm. Now I see the people are different. Mm-hmm. The reporters are so different. Mm-hmm. They don't really wake you directly. Yeah. Last time mm-hmm. you don't play well, they wake you on the paper. Then That's why I learned not to read papers before. After the game, okay. Because it gives you bad you know, mm-hmm. vibes and bring your mood and confidence down. I always mm-hmm. tell my players, mm-hmm. don't read plays. But now it's worse because of all these medias mm-hmm. on the... Uh, Twitter, chat, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. this, uh, you know, I think if they are strong, okay. If they're not strong, they criticize me. I don't care. I don't read. I don't <laughs> read only after. So I don't really bother. I mean, criticized by coaches, by fans is is good boost for you. You know why? Mm-hmm. Every time you go down, you want to prove them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm very lucky. I like people. I like to see full stadium. I don't like to see. I want to perform for them because I remember where every time I go national stadium or outside, especially our home ground when we play for the national team in the international tournament or Malaysia Cup tournament, I always give my best because sometimes you might be tightly marked. This coach say, hey, two, three, four, like we whack him, whack him. You know, you got to be strong. As a striker, I cannot, cannot be wild and retaliate because mm. when we go in 11, we must come out 11. So if you get recorded because you punch, retaliate, and then your team will lose, definitely. So I always have to keep cool because those days in the 70s, 80s, sometimes we don't use impact. Most times we don't use, they wag you. I tell you, you got to be patient. You got to be calm. Mm-hmm. And then, like for me, if I get angry, I cannot play. So I try to calm down because when I was younger, I was playing midfield. I always kick people also because I play defensive mm. midfield most times. Mm-hmm. But when I drafted to the national team, I was still playing but I play on the left side of midfield. I attack, defend, attack. So, so different. So, it's important that we, you know, uh, stay composed and focused and play. Always remember the decision that we make. The coach might criticize, but I think it's good for me because sometimes some players, they can't, can't take it. But when you do right all the time, they will never criticize because they praise you. They, even the fans, when you play well, they say, last time. But now, you national player, they respect I. I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. But those days, if you don't play well, you cannot wait. I tell you, cannot. You cry, you cannot play. Serious. You you seen, you know, those days, all the big, big guns. Jeffrey Lowe, mm. David, uh, what? Jodo Ray, uh, mm-hmm. They will wake you. I, we all happy. Sometimes we argue with them or so. But <laughs> that's life, you know. You have to face it. I yes. mean, you know. Have you ever had fans come to you and then 
Say, say oh, we to you. we we in a bus. Uh, one game. I think we we didn't lose the game, but we uh, play badly. So after that, they, wow, golly, I say, come on, let's go, boom, we chase them. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, first time I learned because we were tired, angry, and oh, vulgarity and all. I say I cannot, and we four five. Like, let's go, man. Boom, we chase, chase them. <laughs> you know, from from the stadium mm-hmm. entrance, we chase until the near the bridge. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the uh what bridge the oh, eh? way bridge national stadium outside the way bridge. Yeah. Ah, correct. Uh. Mm-hmm. I thought we laughed and then we laughed. Hey, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> but but um, you didn't realize that like later on in your career, you didn't really have uh people crit- nah. being critical of you anymore because. Once I know my game, mm-hmm. you know, I don't train uh, well, but I know my body. Mm-hmm. I'm okay because I understand the game better. I get okay. more exposure, experience by learning from others. And of course, our coaches who advise us, you know. But important is the mental. That's why mentally in a game, I'm very strong. But people say, hey, how come you're very calm in the game? I say, I cannot be angry. <laughs> I, if I'm angry, they kick me. My team collapse. You know why? Because they cannot get the ball up. Because I'm always offering my service to get the ball, mm-hmm. to turn and to play the passer. So, it's important. It's important that I stay off this trouble. Because even though they knock me, okay. But I have a chance, I also try to give lah, but quietly. <laughs> you know? Have you ever been red-carded? Yes. Wow. After the game. <laughs> Not during the game? No. <laughs> what happened? Jakarta, <laughs> Singapore, Olympic qualifier, full house. I can't remember, 87 or 88. Uh, I thought we... Should have, could have won the game, <laughs> but uh, mm. referee. Actually, we told this story that time with Malik as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, was two one, and then and I, uh, and then, I think Kanan took a short rebound. I went in and I scored two two. The referee blew, but we know the referee. He's from Hong Kong, so we protest. We protested, and the pressure, press brother, Sam, he give me yellow card. <laughs> I say, hey, it's a clear goal. Uh. We everybody knows. Mm. And even Indonesian player don't protest. Huh? Only after that we protest, protest, we chase after him and he run, run, scally, he falls to jato. Gigi da jato. We all after that. We turn hey, we laugh. <laughs> Swear, this is a true story. You can ask the player, Malay, Kana, and all this. We all I tell you. After the game, I go again, but I took off my shirt because Jesse number. Eh? Mm. And I travel, and then the Indonesian fans start throwing uh, metal bottle, urine bottle on my bench. We all we cannot go out there. Eh. And referee give me some more. I hot. I cannot take it. But I know he was. I must say he was on the take lah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cannot take it. Eh. Yeah. Wow. That was yeah. the only time ever. For the national team, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to, to the later stages of your career. Uh, this was in, I think, the 1980s when uh, you had interest from an Indonesian side. You had uh, interest from Swiss club Young Boys and uh, Dutch side Ajax. Uh, but you ended up choosing Nyak Mitra at that time. Okay. Could you tell us about why you decide to not go with Ajax in the end? Because for yeah. me, if now I see these names and for me, it's a clear-cut decision. Yeah, of At that time, why do you make this decision? Yeah, because I've been there, I know. But when I came back, uh, one week, they give me one week to, you know, make decision. Mm-hmm. I came back here. Uh, I had to discuss with my family. My family say, okay, good. My cousin also say, Annie, you must go. But if 
there haven't been any offer from near Mitra or what. Maybe they will let me go. But because the offer in Indonesia is nearby, so my family, the elderly, yeah, my grandfather, my my uncle, or, but my cousins who are, you know, say, hey, good opportunity for you to go, you know, express yourself, explore. So after discussion, I, I know what I want to do. But then when my grandma, late grandmother, told me, Mandi, kau, you take the one is nearby. You know why? Because the language, the food, the culture, the religion, all these things like, play a big part, of course, you know. And then, she, if you go there, you don't know anyone, language problem, a food problem, weather problem, you know. But I, I love it because I was beginning to pick up, you know, mm. pick up. And then, when she said like that, the one word that she said, if you go there, I might not see you again. Alama, mm. then, you know, I was very <laughs> sad. I said, because she was quite old already. Mm. And then uh, I remember she had a blind um, one side of the eye because we playing football or playing hantam bola and then one of the boy hit in our Woodbridge quarters when we were staying there, mm-hmm. hit his, her eye, sorry. So then she go blind. So I was, when I, I sat mm-hmm. very sad, like, she, she couldn't see mm-hmm. and only one side. So when she said that, I feel, oh, and I was staying and I was very young, you know, that time I was, 19, 18, 19, 19 plus, I think, yeah, after my NS. And that's why the decision, okay, I said, because of this, I will stay and play in Indonesia. But God will, you know, because I think when you have everything you want, uh, the will is there. You always pray that one day you become a footballer, you want to be a footballer. He gave me another chance. Another chance. I, In fact, I have many offers, but another mm. chance to go back to Europe, where mm-hmm. the highest football is always played. Mm-hmm. Indonesian government banned. We just became champion. And our last game, testimony was against Arsenal. Myself and David, we played. We beat Arsenal 2-0. But we smart. We played 3 o'clock. They're very hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, big, big mm. players there. I, I had scored with, you know, very lucky. Pat Jenny, one of the best. Mm. You know, his palm like double my... <laughs> mm-hmm. And I scored. Just I volley hit it. Just volley. Uh, we won 2-0 after that emotional the stadium so because they knew in fact I told the boss uh, what's his name he also quite rich people he, he used to have a casino there he has a, a, a cinema th- theater mm-hmm. many and then he got houses here and then I uh, said Pak Winas uh, Indonesian I spoke in Indonesia I said Pak Winas kalau mereka tak kasih Pak Winas sign saya 3 tahun <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about this offer coming again. Eh? Mm-hmm. So, sign sama. Jadi, mereka cakap, ada contract tak boleh. They cannot release. But I said, no, cannot. They said, they said no, you got contract, no contract. You know, Indonesia go out. So, no choice. Then, offer came from Holland again. So, this ban was banned on foreign players, right? Foreign yeah. players, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. we had to go out. We had to leave. And then I got this offer. But the same Ajax scout came. And then because I thought, Ah, now I got chance to go. But then they say no. Now I have just full because last time they have a quota mm-hmm. in those. Mm. They have two uh, non-EU players or three. I can't remember. They, they got a lot of rules. So they said the opportunity for you to go to Groningen. I said to play there. Then I said, okay, this is a this is it. But 
Before I went there, I got another offer in KL. You heard, right? Remember <laughs> that time. I went KL. This both the offer came. So actually, I already took $25,000 signing fee. Tan Sri Ayla's Umar. I came. Then this offer came. They Because they seriously, I say I want to go. Then they came down. And then I got two offers. So the next day, and I came back. Then after I discussed, I went back here. I give back the money. I told Tansri, let me go to Europe. Let me learn more, become better players. I promise you, if I come back, the first choice I come to KL, I will help KL. Mm. So that's what I did. And he agreed, Pandi, you should go. Mm -hmm. Some people selfish. No, you sign, you take the money already, you know. Mm. But I give back the money. So that's the story. Sorry, just want to know because now in our current generation, you have YouTube, you have like scouts who can travel here to watch yeah. you. But at that time, how did scouts uh, in Holland know about you? Good. Okay. Because that's why I must thank Singapore always. Mm -hmm. We are the first country, I think in the world, that 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 uh, started the Lion City under 16 tournament. Mm. I think so, yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. So that's where they have the Ajax guy, the scout. Mr. Reinders, yep, Reinders. He has a friend, Mr. Van Bladen. Uh, Van Bladen, he is a reporter. He works for a magazine of Dutch magazine, Panorama, I think. He, and I was training uh, with the national team at Geelang. He came. He also, before that, was talking to Matno, but Matno didn't want to go because okay. Matno was a bit older already. So, Matno Hussein. So then he asked me also. I said, I cannot. I was 16. Because at that time, they take youngsters. Eh? And those days, in the early days of, you know, uh, Singapore, a lot of scouts from Europe will come to Asia, will come to Africa to get players. Mm. They'd like to groom. But that's why if we had gone earlier, better. Because there's, uh, the rules were still not so strict like mm. now, under 18 years old. Or, so, I say I cannot. I got to, after my school, I got to serve national, national service. service. Maybe after national service. Then I say, okay. So I was in the army uh, last year of my service. A few months, six months before I got another offer. So I went to medical board to check because of my injuries and all. And then they they say you cannot leave. You must complete. But after one month, I was discharged. So because of certain injuries and all. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, but it's all God's will. Uh. Mm -hmm. So that's where I, I always trust that. I believe in what you do. You give your best. He's always there to help. Mm -hmm. So then, I went. Nice. But even though you didn't end up signing for Ajax, uh, I'm, I must assume you have oh, very good memories of the players fantastic. that you trained with. When I, when I was there first day, I was very, like in a room like this. They put me in a room. <laughs> the, the, the scout put me in the room. I waited about half an hour. I said, what am I doing here? Nobody here. <laughs> so I then suddenly they opened the door. Proud. Guess who came? The man, <laughs> Johan Cruyff. Wow. Came to see me because mm -hmm. they said, Pandi is your big fan. I was wearing 14. When the national team, I played number 12, number 14, number 17, number 3. I played four mm -hmm. numbers. This is someone you've been watching. I watched mm -hmm. a lot of Cruyff, you know. So I admire him. So he talked to me, he came all. And then we went training first day. I uh, enjoyed the training. And then I first came, I saw this guy, big guy, well, stocky, 
Jan Molby just came also on trial. I saw Jesper Olsen after that. We played, you know, and then he went to Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Van Basten was there. He was really with the Ajax youth and then he was promoted. And then Siloy, you know, Van Skip, who used to coach in Safwan at uh, Melbourne. I saw him and mm-hmm. then Melbourne City yep. yeah, for a short while, right? Mm-hmm. So he was there. Uh, captain of uh, Denmark. Soren, Soren Lerby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, goalkeeper was... All all the star players was there. So I was very lucky. And then, you know, played. Uh, first day, you know, it is they have the stadium and then their training ground outside two, three fields there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can stand outside the field there. They're very close, you know. Mm-hmm. No gates, but they're outside. So I we played small-sided game. Two sides and then one ball came. I chested, I do bicycle kick. Pom, they saw. Goal. They clap, standing ovation. <laughs> and in Singapore, where I got up, so, I see how come everybody, uh, for us, it's normal. <laughs> no, for them, not normal because this young boy from Singapore coming. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, because I play lots, that's why a lot of goals that I score, a lot of acrobatic mm-hmm. because of my ability to uh, do a lot of training, you mm-hmm. know, power on my. Uh, and then jumping and all. So it was quite good. And then we went for a tournament. We went for a tournament in Germany. Uh, we played in quadrangular. I played two games, champion. And Krive always say, hey, you, penalty, you take. You take. He, you know, you get what he called me. He never called me uh, my name. Every time he called me because I was a bit darker last time. <laughs> brownie. Hey, brownie. Get the ball. Okay, okay. I kick. Don't go. <laughs> Scale up. We respect them. We all young boy, very quiet. So in the training camp outside, sometimes I go, I very sad. Because they don't speak. Last time in Holland, not all speak English. Eh. Problem. My teammates are only Raikat, not bad. Raikat and Vandenberg, my roommate. They okay. Lah. But not all of them. I went up growing up worse. Oh, lucky I got this masale, this uh, Rob McDonald is English, eh? mm-hmm. and the coach, okay, and three, two, three fellas. But those days, we think they are advanced. No. You felt lonely? Felt lonely. And then Craft talked to me, you know, we want you here. Okay, you come on, keep going. I'll be a bit home. Lah, because, because, you know, I don't, the food is different, mm-hmm. you know, but that's because we were very young. We mm-hmm. never exposed before, you know. So. And then you it's went not, back home. People say, wow, because he miss home, he cannot. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. It's because of the signature, uh, because of my grandmother, I didn't mm-hmm. want to. Because I respect, you know, those days we respect. Now you make your decision. Yes. <laughs> it's different. People mm-hmm. don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But eventually you did, uh, like you said, you know, went on oh, to play again yeah, in Europe. That was the best. And one thing I want to bring on uh, right now is, you know, I think recently you were crowned the greatest uh, Asian player <laughs> to oh, yeah. play in, in the Dutch league. Yeah. Uh, firstly, how do you feel about that when you won it? You beat uh, Park uh, Jisung. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't play many years. Like they, they play four, five mm-hmm. years. I played two years, but I think the first year really made a big impact because I was supposed to stay. But I think uh, also I have a bit of problem with the coach. I think I don't blame him, you know, mm. because you know, as a Muslim, we fast. So when I first year I went. After Ramadan, after summer, then uh, summer we go there training. So I the first season, I missed two months. The first two months because of injury because my body cannot take it. We train very hard and then we we don't have uh, enough uh, 
food properly mm. because Ramadan mm. I came after Ramadan I still train Ramadan you know on my own but when you go there the train training is three times other and sometimes you train three times a day so your muscle and I, I actually until today if you see here got a big lump here see yeah here got lump no mm-hmm. because I torn my quads so oh. quads take long time maybe six weeks eight weeks so I had a bad injury that one uh, I really worry like you say yeah, what really you know might you retire so you think all this thing when negative because you're alone so but they are very good they help me gym I was big big and then power and I was ready so I train but boring part is you don't play you train 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 I go physio every morning I must go to the physio at mm. the hospital it wasn't so, in the grounds um, no I go gym physio but once I recover after 3-4 weeks I start running oh. start on my own Mm-hmm. They have a trainer who take me on my own, bum bum bum. So I do, and then I miss the first uh, against Atletico Madrid because I was still injured mm-hmm. at the time. Hugo Sanchez was still playing. Wow. <laughs> you know, Hugo Sanchez mm-hmm. he play. After that, he went to Real Madrid. He's famous for his bicycle kick. So uh, we won that game. But uh, then after that, uh, October came. I was ready and. Or training games. I play with the... They have the first team, second team. When you recover, I always play with the second team. I always play well. First team, score goals. And then on that night, I think it was Saturday night. If I can check, it's what? I think 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. I think 15 October was my first game against Go Ahead Eagles. They have this 1974 World Cup goalkeeper, Yang Jong his mm-hmm. name uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the first game I came uh. well uh, inspired you know I haven't even played I come in because first time I knew I knew because I know my position I know my what I have I can feel that today is the day you know and I played so well I scored two goals we won 2-0 after every goal funny funny <laughs> So they inspire you. And then I have a lot of friends really. Then I don't miss. I stay with Indonesian family. So it was start, starting to be, you know, good because from bad, because of the injuries. And then after one, two, three, about four days, we played the European Cup, uh, UEFA Cup against Inter Milan. Then I thought, oh, I don't think I will play. But I was prepared. Yeah. And I can feel I will have a good run today because I hope the coach will put me because in training I see I was feel good and very eager to show you know and then I played I played very well I had a few chances as well and then I scored a goal after I scored a goal they, again you know and then I, I I made some good passes good tricks you know technical skills and they happy and then I scored last five minutes or what they took me out uh, standing ovation again mm-hmm. so two games in a row I, and so after that I continued the first year really made an impact every time I was a third top scorer in the team because mm-hmm. McDonald was top scorer and then Erwin Kuman mm-hmm. uh, Ronald, Ronald brother, Kuman brother yeah. and then myself scored a total of 13 goals I think 11 plus 2 goals mm-hmm. yeah. uh, every uh, cup yeah. I've seen videos recently even when you w- went back there oh, yeah. that the people there still recognize yes. you yeah you know, in a few years back, uh, I can't remember when we were, when I was coaching in Indonesia, I brought Ifan Iksan there mm-hmm. and then to train and play, play, you know, mm-hmm. visit them. 
uh, we had a good response. Remember, on the, if you see on the video, they make mm. us do cycle. Because I like to cycle. In the summer, I don't drive. Mm. I go to training, yeah, cycle 15-20 minutes. Because everybody cycle. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. And then you cycle. One day, hey, but, one day. But <laughs> this time, you bought your bicycle. Uh? Huh? You bought your bicycle, uh? not, not no, self-assembled. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one, borrow, borrow. No? In Holland, borrow. Yeah, actually, most times in Holland, I got a friend. Uh? Mm-hmm. They always say, when do you take my bicycle? Okay. <laughs> you know. And, and, and when I was in Holland, I think the, the kids there love football. After my training, in the evening, you know, at night, because our area that time a bit quiet. So there, we play football, literally raining, snowing sometimes on the on the street. We play lampos, you know, goal. And then when the bus comes, we stop. So it was, you, know, you read my book later. <laughs> Looking forward to that one. Yeah. And uh, in 1992, uh, you became Singapore's first millionaire sportsman. At that point in your career, did you feel like that was when you realized what you had done in your career, like how much you have achieved in your career? I think uh, I've achieved in football, but I don't think achieving the million dollar becomes uh, the the best achiever mm-hmm. as a footballer. It's not. Footballer, I think, uh, to be complete, I think you must make full use of your talent, what you have, to the maximum. And I I think I've been through that. I, I played football for what? Any years until 99, I retired. I, I retired in the national team when I was 35, 36, maybe 37. I can't remember. In the league, 37. But I think you have fulfilled because you have been too many places to play for different teams and you achieve uh, the dream of showing your true uh, talent, you know. And then uh, it's not always about winning uh, the trophies, mm-hmm. but taking care of yourself itself because to stay at the top for over 20 years, more than 20 years, you know, I started playing uh, when I was 15 mm-hmm. and I retired 37, 39, I think. Uh, after that, I came back, a short came back, I came, I came back. So more than 20 years of, it's how you maintain your fitness, you know. So that's very important. That's achieved because you must maximize. Uh, and now it's different, eh? Now it's different. Our time, we don't have nutritionists. We don't have fitness uh, coaches. We don't have GPS to see how fast, how <laughs> slow, how many kilometers you run. But we did on our own. It's different. It's all about pure uh, will, you know, and hardship and hard work. That is, I think, a drive that very hard to to obtain now because mm-hmm. they have other things. We we don't have any so-called distraction. Mm. They have this current situation now. I mean, I don't blame them. They should be better than us because everything is there. Everything they want. Boots there. We have to struggle to find a pair of boots. I remember my first boot was $5. Uh, last time, the hockey boots, the rubber. Every time rain, I cannot play. Break, slip, slip. Mm. Uh, the black shoes. I remember $5 because we can't afford. But I think it's not about the million dollar. I, I don't deny it because those days I was very lucky. I've been endorsed with a lot of brands uh, until today as 58. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I've done, but I think I must have inspired people. I must have done something good. Mm-hmm. And during those days, it's difficult. Like, like you say, you know, uh, it, it, now scouts don't come here anymore to, to take players or look at players. They have never come. Mm-hmm. Like you say, they have this Twitter. Yes, they look, but but not easy for them to pick up. 
Even though they say they won't come, they only buy those players who already established. Now football mm. has changed to be bus more business like. Mm. And, you know, they buy Korean players, Japanese players because they have played in the World Cup. Yeah, different for them to come here. Say one boy. It's very hard. It's very tough. They don't mm -hmm. come. <laughs> they look and they hear. They watch on TV. They say, "Oh, this one. We will have a look. We will follow." It's all. It's about business now. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Speaking of business, uh, you know, you did embark on various ventures in your life. Yeah. Uh, looking back now, uh, are there any lessons that you learned from that? Oh, definitely. I I, I learned a lot. You know, very, very expensive uh, lesson, especially like in the car business, which I'm not expert because I love my, I love my friends, you know, I help my friends and I'm not always there and then the business wasn't good and I didn't know until the last minute mm -hmm. and most times I became a guarantor and all. But mm -hmm. that's life and you got to learn and you face it. Well, mm -hmm. for me, I face it. You know, you, you cannot run away from it. I'm happy because at least it shows that I can, I'm, I'm teaching somebody else not mm -hmm. to follow my mm -hmm. path as, as a footballer to become a, a, a businessman. Mm -hmm. Unless they are really smart, mm -hmm. you know, they have people who they trust, you know. But sometimes it happens to you, but it's a good lesson. Mm -hmm. I know it's painful and, and very expensive, but for me, life is life, you know. You have to face it, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, important thing I know I'm still good at football still mm -hmm. doing coaching and you know my life is always football 43 years in football today mm -hmm. so I'm very happy and you know and what what one thing that I've achieved is I've made a difference to my family's uh, what you call that eh? how they lead their life yes mm -hmm. uh, humility is the most important I, I learned from my father mm -hmm. always to be humble mm -hmm. and then you know, you always respect people and when you are down, people will help you because, you know, hey, this guy is a good, you know, we help you. So I've been a few times, you know, there's good friends around you, it's important and and I think only you can change yourself. Only you can convince yourself to be better. People can advise but if you don't want to change, you cannot change. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot from, because why I can say this because I've been through that generation in the mm -hmm. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I've seen all the footballers grow, come and go. There's so many talented, I think, players than more better than me. I think. I think, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But why they don't make it? There's aim. I want to change my family life to become better so that hopefully my next generation will get better. So mm -hmm. we don't have to struggle where. Because I remember I used to sell... <laughs> Nasi lama, all these fruits into school. A lot of things we sell. We can sell. Even this lamb, if I take this bulb, I will sell. I was like, yes. <laughs> we go to the old house and we take, take with the cable. We go and sell mm -hmm. karanguni. Yeah. Because even we catch spiders, we catch grasshoppers just to make 50 cents. I remember the big one, 50 cents. The other one, 10 cents, 5 cents. We are happy. You ask the boys to go now and to catch. They want very hot. <laughs> <laughs> very hot. We don't yeah. get coconut. Eh? We thirsty. We climb. Eh? Come on, we go. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, it's different. We, I, I'm happy for them. Whoever, you know, the generation now, mm -hmm. they, they should be better than us. But my job, if I'm a footballer, start getting paid, I want to change my life and my family life mm -hmm. for the better. Okay. Yeah. And uh, from a player, you made one of the more successful transitions into a coach in 2000. You took on your first coaching role and you guided SAF at that time to the league title. At that time, do you feel like, eh, coaching is quite easy? Eh? Like you went into the uh, role and you straight away won. Do you feel that way? 
Oh, no, really. I know food, uh, coaching is not easy because mm-hmm. uh, as a player, you think for yourself. But when you think for yourself, you are creating something for your team mm-hmm. because if you, as a spearheading the, 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 the team mm-hmm. up front, you are always the target of getting whack and all. So yes. you got to be smart. But as a coach, you got to think of 25 players, maybe 20 players and you got to put a strategy. You got so many things you think about. And then, how do you make a team better? How can you bond them? It's not easy. But because of my experience, the transition wasn't that bad. 96, I already took my license. When mm-hmm. the start of the first S-League, I was doing my license under Barry Whitbread. He was still the mm-hmm. national coach. Mm-hmm. So he said, Fandi, your time is coming up. <laughs> I want to advise you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better take your coaching badge. Eh? I said, Barry. I will, don't worry. So mm-hmm. last time it's not AFC, it's under level one, level two, level three. Mm. So I talked to Jalal Talabi, our coach in Gelang. I said, Coach, I have small problem, but no problem, I said. <laughs> because I'm gonna come at four o'clock. I'm gonna train on my own. You don't have to worry. I will run one hour, one hour, fifteen minutes after that, you must let me go to Jalan Besar because we're doing course. I said, okay, funny. As long as you give your best, I trust you. So they trusted mm-hmm. me because they know I will train but on But coaching is something you really wanted to do. Yes. Okay. Because I, I see it coming because uh, after that, 90, I was thinking of retiring the national team because, you know, uh, 96, I already got married mm-hmm. and then um, I was playing the league and I, we had Irfan in that year, 97, mm-hmm. when I moved to Warriors. Okay. So already I was planning. I was doing uh, some coaching already when I was playing in the S League mm-hmm. uh, because a cluster uh, under from the MOE they requested me that they have a group clusters. They want me to select hundred boys. Mm-hmm. So and then I get the coaches, the ex players to come and help to do. So that's why I started already. But then I don't have license. Then I took it, and then after that year I took the level, the highest level of the FAS one. And then following year, they very safe. Andy, you have to take again. Take what? I got license. No, now they changed to AFC. So C license. So you got to retake. Mm. <laughs> I say, okay, I go. <laughs> so last time it's tough because like now they can one week or two weeks. Right? Last time when you three weeks, three weeks straight. Mm. And then I remember the B license, A license, one month, one month straight. And then the pro license, one month, how many months? Oh, tough. But now because people are working, they understand. So it's good, you know? Mm opportunity for the coaches to take a break because how can you take one month break to go just to coaching so mm-hmm. they will sure be sacked from the <laughs> the job <laughs> so I mean that's how I started and I was I mean I understand how the the when I'm a player I think like a player I never thought about how the coaches thinking the thing but when I was coaching then I know how to control these boys what to say because it's easier it doesn't mean that you are a good player, you become a better coach. It's not like that. But you have a better knowledge of how to control, you know, the session, how to control, which is important. I mean, uh, great advantage because I've been with so many top coaches in the world. I've been, I've been I had two weeks in with uh, Ernest Happel, you know. Ernest Happel, you know? You don't know. No. <laughs> he used to coach Kevin Keegan, Hamburg. Okay. European champion. He... Now in Austria, he has a, a name, his name under one stadium, under Sapol Stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was playing with uh, German Hansi Muller. 
Bruno Petzai, you know, all mm-hmm. you check going up who's Bruno mm-hmm. Petzai, all, all these all top players. That's why I'm very lucky. Mm. I played against and coached under Joseph Vangloss, under John Will, uh, John Wilkinson, uh, no Howard Wilkinson, mm-hmm. England FA former Leeds, time. former Leeds correct. Mm-hmm. He was my instructor, and then top coach, German coach, uh, Dieter Muller. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? The short guy. I can't remember. I think it's something. I can't remember. But you worked under some experiences, experienced yeah, yeah. coaches. Yeah, so it, it helps. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I was there coaching, we won two titles. Mm-hmm. And then I had a lot of uh, good uh, victories with the SA Warriors mm-hmm. in my seven-year career as a player and as a coach. As a coach, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. quickly, uh, what are some memories that stick with you from your time in uh, Pelita Jaya and JDT as coaches? Uh, okay, in Pelita Jaya was a very good experience after I left Young Lions mm-hmm. for Indonesia because I got a very good offer. Mm-hmm. I asked Kade whether he wants to come. Ade, Kade assisted mm-hmm. me. In the first season itself, we were very, uh, you know, because we love to develop players, young players. Pelita was not doing well and then we transformed because we tried to sign many young players of course they we have uh, three or four uh, sorry four or five uh, foreign players plus okay. some two or three senior players but majority of them mm-hmm. are youngsters so we are very happy we developed them we had a good uh, facilities you know and then the support from the fans and the, the, the boss uh, Pat Nirwan uh, we people doubt that we will make it to the Super League mm-hmm. and we did we qualified and we went to the semi-final of the Indonesian Copa Indonesia. And the Copa Indonesia been played semi-final all in Senaya. Thousand, hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Eh? Mm-hmm. But we know Indonesia how, you know, you, mm-hmm. you if you are a smaller team, you don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very difficult. We lost 1-0 in the semi-final. So, but we make a real impact. Mm-hmm. We make a real impact. Myself, Kade, we're very happy. And then I extended my contract. I had two years plus another two years. And the third year, then something happened. That mm-hmm. was my saddest moment when my uh, wife falls sick. He, she had a fall mm-hmm. and I had to leave uh, because even the boss said, Fandi, never mind, you just go, take care of the, you know. Came back to Singapore. I came back to Singapore. I didn't complete the last year because of that. Because uh, the medical, he, he also worried. He supported me. We we flew in on a private, his private plane with wow. family because family from she was really uh, critical, and mm-hmm. then you know, few months she was out on coma and all. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop and and then I take care. So but it was good, and you know, very sad that we had to leave and then yeah. Mm-hmm. And then next was uh, Johor. Johor was uh Johor wasn't JDT yet. They still have two Johor FC. Johor FC was playing in the higher league. Okay, the Super League. Super League. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I I was assigned to was Johor FA play. Johor FA actually the the state team. Okay. And then they were I don't know when they were the, uh, relegated and then I was supposed to do to bring it. So I again tried to bring youngsters because I like and we surprised people. I know we came in four. We play in the we play in the league. We came in fourth. Before that, I'm not sure the position was wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. But after that, we inject all youngsters, and the the TMJ was happy. And then and then uh, we make to the Malaysia Cup, mm-hmm. and then we are in the same group as 
Lions 12. Joho FC. PKNS. Actually, the point wasn't that, that different. And we got a lot of youngsters. Mm-hmm. But I'm very sad as a Singaporean. I came down to watch, uh, you know, when Singapore, Young, li- li- young Lions, Lions 12 mm-hmm. play Joho FC because they need one point. They cannot lose. And you know the game. You watch mm-hmm. what football they play. <laughs> you tell me. And everybody, even their own fans, boo them. Boo, yeah. Mm. I think you all know. Mm-hmm. I'm very sad because at the end of the day, both got nine points. We got eight. If one had lost, we have qualified. Yeah. So that was, I think, the the worst part of uh, football for me because for for them, is winning is everything. Yes, I agree. But that's not football. Mm-hmm. And even the fans, for me, I would rather lose attacking and enjoying the game. Mm-hmm. Both the worst part, the game can be halted by themselves. They just come and the other one, they keep possession in their half. Yeah. They just don't want to play. Mm-hmm. I tell you. But, but as a coach, so you, you just uh, said that, you know, you rather lose a game than to, you know, play defensive football. Do you do you feel that... Um, no, I mean, for me, as, mm-hmm. a, as a player, mm-hmm. as a coach, you want to show entertaining football. Mm-hmm. But they are playing for the game. And... Better play close dollar, no need fans. Mm. Because you, people come and pay, you just sit on your half, you mm. keep possession mm-hmm. and no one to attack. Mm-hmm. And you playing at home. Mm-hmm. I cannot be proud of. Yeah. Serious, I cannot be proud. I go out, I attack, at home attack. You must have straight, well, people say smart, but smart. Smart doesn't take you anywhere. Mm-hmm. You feel football should be played for the fans? Of course, it must be entertaining. That's mm-hmm. where now why <laughs> we are suffering. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as as a coach, you feel like your philosophy is always to attack and to entertain the fans you first. You know when to defend, you know when to attack. Mm-hmm. You know, and you are playing at home, you have advantage. Okay. You should win the game easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You should win the game easy. Do you do you sometimes feel like um there's there are criticism. I wouldn't say criticism, but there's like this talk in, in the local football circle and all that. Yeah. Uh that you that you are too attacking. That you are too uh, uh, open, open football. But do you disagree? Do you feel like this is your no. brand of football? I attack when we supposed to attack. We defend when we supposed to defend. Mm-hmm. If you talk to the boys, they know our strategy, mm-hmm. but we can't tell all yeah. of you. But when they see, when you win, they say you attacking good. But when you lose, they say, oh, naive, no, not yeah. good, naive. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this is part I'm passing. I don't, mm-hmm. don't really bother. You know, mm-hmm. we all know, and the players know. Mm-hmm. The players know who they like to play with, mm-hmm. how they want to play with, how mm-hmm. they want to perform because they get frustrated if they don't attack. Yes. They know. Mm-hmm. I'm a player. I will shout, hey, coach, when we going to attack? You know? <laughs> I will tell, hey, you got a good attackers here. How come you're sitting at the back? Mm-hmm. I will say, I always say, coach, we need to push forward because if you don't push, we cannot score a goal. If you don't come, they will come and score. They will sit back. You die. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the best form of defense is to attack. Yes. Of course, strategy, you got to be smart. There are sm- smart coaches. When they win, they see it okay. But when do, they just want to qualify and the best part, both team. La. Not one team. Both team. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I get the ball, you don't chase. You remember yes, that game. I remember but that game. Watching that game on TV, I say, hey, what football? If they attack, okay. They don't attack at all the 90 minutes. They keep the ball there. This fella, okay, never mind, you keep what rubbish football. Mm-hmm. If 
it allow, I tell the referee, hey, call off the game and give them one point. It's only to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pass. But I mean, I'm not so. I mean, it's not right for the fans mm-hmm. who pay. If your fan boos you, something is it's wrong. wrong yeah. mm. One last question about uh, coaching. What are the differences uh, when you are a coach of the of a national team mm. and a, a club side? So what are some differences that you that you realised? Yeah, it's not easy because all different mentality from different clubs, you mm-hmm. know. So it's not easy. You need more time to train with them, mm-hmm. you know. Usually they get about 10 days, you know. I don't think 10 days is enough. enough. Yeah, because they come from a, a club and then suddenly the attitude change. You need to change them at least one week, the attitude to, to make a habit mm-hmm. in the training. So it's not easy. That's why I say being a, a player is better because you think for yourself and you know what to do, what is your role then you can uh, exhibit it and help the, the team. But as a coach, you have to think of this. Fellow. How are you going to play? How are you going to think? So you got to make them. That's why it's not easy to be a coach, but it's a good challenge. I love the challenge. Mm-hmm. If not, I won't be a coach. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we can't have a Fandi Ahmad podcast without talking about his sons. Uh, of course, you you enlisted your sons early for national service. Uh, just want to get your thinking behind the decision and why do you choose to do it that way? I mean, I see, they, they always say, uh, people ask, I want to be a footballer. I, I talk to them, if you want to be a footballer, the first thing, opportunity for you to expose yourself, you have to go out and train and go to school outside Singapore. If you want to play at the highest level, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you have opportunity to play somewhere in Europe, you know. Last time, there is no uh, ASEAN uh, slot. Eh? Now, okay. That's why I help them the pathway. So I say, if you want to go, you must leave Singapore by the age of, before 20, mm-hmm. 19, 20, you must leave. Because in Europe or somewhere there, they don't take place after 21, 22. Because there's so many. Mm-hmm. Their team, there's so many youngsters. They want to see youngsters who below 20, good. Because it's all, now it's becoming a business. Mm-hmm. Youngsters where they can sign in low and then sell big. Mm-hmm. So this is a reason. And then if they want to make it big, they have to go out and to get exposure, good training, good, uh, you know, tough training, you know, mental toughness, everything. So I send them overseas to Spain after that to Chile, uh, one and a half, two years in Chile. And then uh, after they are 18, they came back. But we write in, we wrote into the Ministry of Defense that I want to, because my son finished school. Mm-hmm. We don't continue. We want to go. And then they reply, okay, Iksan went in one day before he was 17. Mm-hmm. One day before he was 17. Because both came same time. And But actually, Iksan, Ipan came back first and then Iksan. But both went in only different, different, yeah, one month different or a few weeks different. Okay. So before uh, I remember, because I think that's the, that's the, correct path to do it because I've been to Europe I know how they think and for those players okay studies is important in Singapore eh? don't get me wrong mm. so I know they can study but for me for them if they get O level if they come back to Singapore they're going to go to poly if they don't want to study you cannot force them why waste time three years mm-hmm. but after that I told them you take outside uh, private academy one year diploma you go to school poly three years which one you want and you know, and I know he has a talent, he can make it mm. big, these two. I don't force other people, but my son, they want to play football. This is what I tell you, I know. 
So that's why. Then my third son, third son, Ilan also. So I sent to England. You know, I'm lucky because, you know, Iksan, Iksan Ifan also, because we don't have that much money but to sponsor them to go and then we get some uh, uh, sponsorship from CIMB and and, and then Peter Lim Award for, mm-hmm. for this, uh, for I- Iran Ilhan. to study, Ilhan study. So, I mean, it's good. Because if they are talented, I should help them. I should help them. If anyone, we should help them. Mm-hmm. Because, but they must sacrifice. If they don't sacrifice, Football, yes. Study, yes. Must balance. But studies can be any day, every day. But football, one chance maybe. Mm-hmm. But so for, you must balance. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So for players, for your for your children, sacrifice is, in terms of sacrifice, they have to travel away from Singapore. Yes. But as a parent, mm-hmm. what is the sacrifice? What is the biggest sacrifice? We, we miss them, of course. We mm. want... Hopefully they are safe, you know, and then they're doing, hope they do well, you know, when they come back, we hope that they mature, they become better mm-hmm. and can motivate others, inspire others. And thank God they, they, they are in the good path. I always tell them, if you don't want to play, stop, don't waste time. If you want to follow my path, you, this is the way. You must discipline, you must be dedicated, you must have the will, you must be humble, all these things. These things you have. If you don't have all this, very difficult. You know, if you, I always tell them uh, to predict their future. You must create it. Mm-hmm. I create it because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I told my father, I want to be a footballer. Never thinking about making money in football. Just I want to be a footballer, not a professional player. I don't know about professional player, a team, a player also. So they're the same. You say, you want to be a footballer? I can help you. But you have to work very hard. They're lucky they're together. They work. I was alone. Mm-hmm. Then I got to suffer more emotionally, some internally, so sometimes short a bit. Come on. But you have to be, you have to keep on going. So what's next for your sons? What do you think? I don't know. I hope they can go to the much higher level, you know. They are doing okay, not bad, you know, in mm-hmm. Thailand. I always ask, if I'm, Thailand is best. The next ones, maybe you should try. If you have the opportunity to go to Japan or go to Europe, must try. Mm-hmm. You know, because you must play at the But if he's comfortable there, he's happy, I will not force. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows his limit. We cannot force. Mm-hmm. I know my limit. We cannot force. Mm-hmm. They only know because they've been through it. Because they've been to Europe, they've been to South America, and they've been to Asia. And Ifan has a more exposure. He was in London that time with the Nike, you know, for, top, for, top 40 young players in the world. He was mm-hmm. one of them that training uh, under Nike. That Nike before. Chance? N- not Chance. Mm-hmm. This different... one selected. I think Asan Benga was uh, the thing. Okay. The time. So, and then now he got a chance to play in Thailand and he got a chance to, in Braga. People mm-hmm. say, why he's so stupid? They don't know the situation. Yes. You can call people stupid what they want. <laughs> you know, but when you are there, then you know. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with football. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the papers that you want to sign. <laughs> they see, are you willing to pay this, all this mm-hmm. compensation? If you say, yeah, I'm the one to play. You, you must think all this. As a father, you, you must be very happy with the progress that all, all of them have made. Oh, I'm very happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just waiting for this third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't force them. They wanted to do it and do it good. Yes. And make yourself, family and 
the country proud. Yes. Fundy, before we let you go, we have one last segment and that's the rapid fire round powered by Active Fit. Uh, it's a quick fire round. Five questions that I'll need an immediate answer to. The first question is, who is the best player they have ever coached? The Sak Chaiman. <laughs> the Sak Chaiman. That was what, in US Warriors? Yeah, he was SCF. in SF Warriors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Uh, what is the best moment you've had in your career? Best moment? Uh, I think I uh, scored a goal in the UFA Cup against Inter Milan. Mm-hmm. Your best teammate? Malik Awap. <laughs> Why Malik Awap? Uh, he's been with me since young, Lion City. And and then uh, we played together. I brought him to, you know, I, I recommended him to KL. And then we played there for many years. Won three titles in the Malaysia Cup. And then I came back here. We won the 94. We won the another Malaysia Cup. Mm-hmm. I always, uh, his roommates and national team traveling together. I know his character. Mm. A genuine person. Very honest. And always give his best. Mm. Yeah. Which era of the national team did you enjoy playing in the most? The best team that I played for Singapore, the best team is 1980. You know, we went to the final of the Olympic, uh, pre-Olympic against Iran. 1985, uh, SEA Games teams, the national team. We went to the final of uh, SEA Games in Bangkok. Uh, 94, the Malaysia Cup team. Uh, the best team mm-hmm. for, I, I played. Dream team. Dream team. <laughs> yes. And my final question is, what is your wish for Singapore football? Uh, definitely, I wish that uh, we can uh, be better in the international scene. Hopefully, we can uh, start winning again and hopefully we get full support to become fully professional teams in the club level. We hope that all the clubs turn fully professional, that the players, the officials are paid well so that they can focus only on football mm-hmm. besides yep. other things. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking your time here to come to us. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we really enjoyed the moment. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for coming. Our pleasure. Thank you very much. I hope uh, you enjoy it and I hope uh, you're all happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Truck, man. <laughs> we hope to see you back here soon. Thanks. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for the support thus far on our podcast. To show our appreciation, we are having a giveaway on our Instagram page at Whistle. Do log on now to see how you can win an ActiveFit Massage Gun V1. Till next week, This has been The Final Whistle.